0: All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true player's broadcast. On this episode, we discuss what Shaquille O'Neal's career would be like if he had Kobe Bryant's work ethic. Would they have 12 chips like Kobe says they would have? And Boogie Cousins has a shotgun wedding? Literally. Clips and Drew will be in the building at the Big 3 Championship at Staples Center. Make sure you're in the house. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, What up, broadcast world?
2: What's up, everybody? You know
0: what it is? It's the follow-through eclipse. And Drew, coming to you live from San Clemente, California. hmm A lot of shit's been going down. Not really, Drew. I'm just saying uh, that
2: for... Uh, there, There is things happening. I mean, there's a few things. There's few and far between. Ugh. We all know it. We're all struggling with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tend to, to take my uh, attention towards the NFL at this time and, no. and the soccer. No. Uh, because this is the dead season. But... Here we are. We're going to deliver you top flight knowledge about everything that's happening in the NBA. Which isn't much. There's three things.
0: <laughs> there is three things right now that we we talked about prior to this episode. Yeah. But e- first and foremost, Drew, yeah. can we just get into what we do?
2: It's episode 89.
0: 89, Drew. Yes, sir. We're getting to the monumental 90, so much closer to the epic
2: 100, 100 Which we're going to do something crazy 100 When do
0: you think 100 will come?
2: Well so if we do If we keep our pace mm-hmm. It's 11 weeks away Okay So because 90 will be next week And then we're 10 weeks out from that uh, So 11 weeks That's uh, like right around October day? Right, it's, it. We might coincide Really? Directly Ooh with opening day, or maybe perhaps one or two weeks after. Oh, I don't day.
0: like that. I'd
2: rather it be opening day. Well, we'll October see what we can 22nd, do about this because we'll, we have a lot to say. We'll see what we can do about okay. this. Opening day is going to be a very big day. It's going to be a huge day. <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, this is episode eighty-nine. Your boy, Drew, born in the beautiful year of 1989. This was your year. This is my year. Oh boy, this is uh its a big year. Um, Talk to me, dude. so let me start off from the top. Mm-hmm. Players drafted in 1989. It's
0: probably a good class.
2: Yeah, it was pretty solid. Number one overall draft pick is somebody that you you know the nickname of this gentleman, mm-hmm. and you rang it out last pop. Grandma. Ma. It's not Grandmama. It's
0: not. When is Larry Johnson number one? It is not Larry that Johnson. Nineteen ninety.
2: <laughs> well, because think about when he was at UNLV. It was the Duke. It was in the early nineties. Right? So we're 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 getting close to okay. to Larry Johnson. But you shouted him out on the last one, and you were you were incorrect. It was the one that you that you shouted out just before you got Grandma Danny Manning, Mama? and it was after Grandmama. David Robinson, and Brad Doherty. His Larry name Johnson. is Danny what the fuck? Give me a give never. A, Nervous Purvis, <laughs> never nervous Purvis. Jesus Christ. Purvis Ellison. Purvis
0: Ellison. People, listen to his name. Repeat his name, Drew. Purvis Ellison. Purvis. How many people do you name? No named Purvis. One. One. And it's never his nervous name is
2: Purvis. Purvis Ellison.
0: Dude, this dude was the truth in college,
2: Drew. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was the truth. Number one overall draft pick speaks uh, volumes. Boston got him. It was Sacramento.
0: Sacramento Kings.
2: Out of Louisville. Never nervous purvis. Yes. Out of Louisville. Went number one overall to the Sacramento Kings. And number two that year mm-hmm. was the Los Angeles Clippers pick.
0: Number two in 89.
2: It was out of Duke.
0: Uh, uh Danny Ferry, who didn't play. Correct. That was Danny Ferry, who refused to play. <laughs> he refused to play for the fucking Clippers. Okay? And if you listen... To what we said on the last broadcast, if you listen to the Sterling uh, affairs, uh shout out to uh Ramona. Ramona Shelburne, who did a phenomenal job on this. I've been telling I've been plugging this shit all week. Right. Danny Ferry said, dude, I'd rather go play overseas than play with the Clippers because he knew exactly what was going on with the Clippers. <laughs> so damn, we took Danny Ferry at two number two. N- and he even told us. Yeah. He told us. He said before. Who else was in that draft? Drew? Who no, else so, could we have so taken?
2: We do have some. We have some some decent heavy yeah, hitters. Yeah, tell me. Um, number three was U of A, Sean Elliott. Okay. I'll Arizona. Number four, Glenn Rice, Michigan. I love Glenn. Great last name. Unbelievable. <laughs> Great last name. <laughs> uh, unbelievable performance in Michigan mm-hmm. that year. Number 10, Pooh Richardson.
0: Pooh was a clipper either who way. Who
2: I played against for several years in high school. He went to the same gym as Spectrum, I did. Spectrum, right? Spectrum gym. His name is, I mean, it might still be up there, but his name was on about, about two or three banners for the men's league championship. Okay. They had him posted up number there. Number
0: two, Pooh Richardson. That was my guy. Number
2: 10, overall, he went to Minnesota. Number Nick, two, I meant that was a no, number he No, no, he was a number he wore. Okay. Number 11, Nick Anderson. Ooh. Uh... And then the biggest one that I saw on this list was number 17, Sean Kemp. From j-
0: junior college,
2: Sean Kemp out of Trinity Valley Community College mm-hmm. went number seventeen overall to the Seattle SuperSonics. Wow. Uh, the rest of them are fine. I mean, there's not uh, as I look at the list. Yeah, but who would
0: you take out of all those? I'm Sean taking Kemp. fucking Sean Kemp.
2: Absolutely, right? Out of, out of I mean, Sean Elliott had a really nice career. You so, did. Uh, if I had to rank them, uh, you know, I'm taking I'm taking Sean Kemp for sure, and then I'm taking Sean, Sean. Elliott, and then I'm taking. and then i'm probably taking nick nick anderson Mm -hmm. and then purvis and then danny well
0: purvis i mean never nervous purvis right but your research exactly
2: uh so that's those those are the drafted in 1989
0: we already did a fucking never nervous purvis episode
2: and we did a sean kemp episode i'm pretty sure 40 i think so i think 40 was Kemp, but i do have players born Oh, oh, We're not even done yet. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So all go. these, all these young gentlemen out mm-hmm. here, born in the same year mm-hmm. as I, very young. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, mm. Tyreek Evans, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, Ah, the Morris twins, okay. Isaiah Thomas, I.T. Mm-hmm. and uh, Hassan Whiteside. Those are the big hitters on mm. the list. of Born in '89. Now we've done significant coverage on Blake. Yes. But I think out of this list that we just covered, James Harden is the one that I don't think we've given we an episode to. It yeah. was it like in is the high scoring one, like in the sixties we I gave did him one.
0: Gra- I did great artwork on that it one. It must That's have been where the in flames the flames were falling.
2: We did it a- from the I did a James Harden. You did? All I right. did a James Harden. All right. Well then we've already done Sean. We've already done Blake. We've mm. done James. I'm looking at this and it's Jimmy Butler or James or or mm. or, or, or DeMar DeRozan. Well Demar's an LA kid. I I think this should be the Demar DeRozan episode. Can I tell
0: you a funny story about Please, Demar DeRozan? Yeah. Uh and for everybody that knew I worked for Brand Black, like I worked for Brand Black for a long time. They're still family members to me. Shout out Brand Black. Yes, and they're making their comeback right now. Trust me in October, all my shoe freaks are going to want to want to see what they got going. Okay. We wanted Demar DeRozan so hard. We also we made this 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 plan for him. Where we were going to do this thing with his number 10. Yeah. And it was Comp 10.
2: Oh, okay. okay? Oh, that makes sense. Comp 10. Yeah. No, Dude, that's, we made this, that make, that's genius. It
0: was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. We just didn't have enough chips. I Nike, was, Nike came out and, and took him away, but well, like we wanted him more than anything. Nike
2: has a, a little yeah, deeper. Little, they
0: got a piece of the pie. A little deeper pie. We got a piece of the
2: pie. Um, I got to see DeMar DeRozan play. He was one year younger than I when I was in high school. Uh, even though we're the same age, because mm-hmm. I was young, I was a younger kid in my class. Uh, I really should have been probably, uh, you know, the year behind, but you know, I was smart. So my parents never held me back, but my dad and I still talk about how we probably should have done that. It would have, it would have accelerated my career. right? But, uh, I got to see DeMar DeRozan in warm up lines after a game that Man. I played preseason. And this kid was 16. He was a junior at the time, maybe even a sophomore, I guess. Uh, and was doing between the legs, uh, dunks in warmups at, at 16 years old. And I never seen until, you know, at that time in my life, I had never seen a kid so nonchalantly just go, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to windmill right now, or I'm going to throw up between my legs. So you're
0: saying that about DeMar DeRozan. That's how I felt about Kobe when I watched Kobe do that shit.
2: But I'm I'm talking in live, like I'm going to play. I, I, I played on the floor before he did kind of a, kind of a moment. Um, and so he was always very, very impressive. So what
0: do you think, Drew? I mean, I, I let's to go to I
2: mean, after all that, it's gotta be DeMar's DeMar DeRozan, opposite. DeMar Compton's DeRozan finest San Antonio. I feel like he'll make his way back to the Lakers. You think so? I'm hoping you so. wanted him a couple years ago. Well, the price, the price for, for him got way too, uh, bent out of shape. I don't
0: think he's going to be appreciated enough. Like, for his I career, feel, well, yeah, bro. Like, I feel really bad. Demar was the face of Toronto,
2: right? Still, their leading scorer Still in franchise history. S- yeah,
0: his number should be retired in Toronto. Do you
2: agree? Absolutely. If they're gonna re- if they're gonna retire Kawhi Leonard's right. number, Demar's right. should be absolutely. And then the
0: year he leaves, Kawhi comes and they win a chip. Like, that's, that's gotta hurt you to the core a little f-
2: bit. Pretty fucked up, right? For for Demar,
0: yeah. yeah. For Demar, all
2: right. I'm cool with that. Demar yeah. DeRozan. And, and watch out for him this year, by the way. Like He's going to be... Because nobody's talking about San Antonio. Nobody ever talks about San Antonio since Duncan retired. Yeah. And every year they make the playoffs. And they were one... What what was it? Probably seven minutes away from beating Denver Man. in the first round of these playoffs this Man. year. And everyone has Denver as a, as a sleeper to win the title this year. So, don't count them out. We, we never count out then. Pop. We all know that shit. But DeMar, DeMar DeRozan... 89, baby. Cali's
0: is finest this is your episode, bro. Yep. DeMar DeRozan. Episode... 89. Yes, sir. Not a lot of shit going on, drew. No, there's, a- there are some headlines going
2: S- on. Slim Pickens. S-
0: well, kind of, but not really. Cause I think we this, do have some headlines. This is some, this is something that we can talk about. Though. Yeah. So Kobe did an interview yesterday mm. and we don't even know who the, like what the fuck interview. What well, it was I this? mean,
2: let me see if I can find the guy's name because it's important that we know the the, the gentleman's name that was, was conducting the interview. Uh, even though, I mean I have never seen this man before. Who is he? I I, I this is what I'm trying to get to. I think here. it
0: was a panel for like maybe It looked like a one on one interview. It I looked, know, but
2: there was a lot of people
0: in there. Like you had to pay to go see
2: yeah this panel. It was he was well, you say panel, when I think of panel, that means more than one guest. So yeah. maybe there was more than one guest, yeah. but the guy was talking one on one with mm-hmm. Kobe on the stage, um, and they clearly were speaking to a crowd. Uh this gentleman that we've never heard of before, I'm sure he's you know he's great at his job and he and he does you know really it good wasn't a TED talk really was good it? thing no it wasn't right. uh, cuz TED talk is just kobe on a stage um, but they talking one on one and the gentleman brings up uh, just uh, he he dived right into it drew well so as far as we know we don't know how far into the interview this was it could have been the first question could have been the 17th question could have been the last question mm. but over the course of this it's clear that that the the, the host there was trying to get to know Kobe and ask him some questions about his career and a valid question was asked about Shaquille O'Neal he he asked Kobe what do you think Shaquille O'Neal would have done if he had your work ethic
0: Drew can you play him the clip
2: who would Shaq be if he had your work ethic he'd be the greatest of all time if Shaq had your work ethic he'd be the greatest of all greatest time, of all time by sure,
0: mind. he he'd be the first to tell you that For sure. I mean, this guy was a a force like I have never seen. I mean, it was crazy. You know, a guy at that size, generally guys at that size are a little timid and they don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. Man, this dude was,
2: he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah, I wish he was in the gym. I would have had fucking 12 rings.
0: So, Kobe tell, tells his man that if, if Shaq was in his kind of shape, if Shaq had his, his work ethic. His work ethic, ethic is right. mental
2: capacity. Okay, his work
0: yeah. ethic, yeah. not mental capacity. Because I think Shaq was mentally there with Kobe. I'm not Kobe trying to regard- say that
2: he wasn't smart. I'm trying to say that the work ethic is a mental thing. Mm. The desire comes from up here.
0: I don't, I'm don't. i not, not going to judge okay. Shaq on his desire. I think they both had the same desire. I think their approach to the game was completely different. So Kobe said that if Shaq had his work ethic, he would have he would have given me 12 rings
2: and he would have been the best player to ever walk the earth. the earth.
0: He's, or goat ish. I heard goat ish too. No,
2: no, he said he would have been the best the ever. Goat. He said clearly he would have been the best ever and I I completely agree with Kobe. I mean if you think about the way that Shaq conducted himself uh throughout his NBA career, dominance, right? That's the first thing I think of when I think of prime Shaquille O'Neal. Nobody could stop this man. Nobody. Uh, he could do whatever he wanted on the floor. As a young man, he was athletic and big. He could run and jump. He's always been an underrated passer. This is something that he'll probably never get credit for as, 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 as we go several decades beyond his playing career. He was he was actually quite a good passer. But the, the thing that, that always used to bother me was when he would show up in his prime, in his m- m- like late 20s, early 30s, Overweight every year. He'd show up every year overweight to the beginning of the season. And I get it, right? He didn't need to put in the work. He was already gonna dominate. But it did it took him a while to ramp up. And I tell I'm telling you right now, if he had the same work ethic as Kobe Bryant did and and like the off season regiment, okay. Shaq would have been okay. even exponentially
0: better. I, I get that, bro, but that's compare that's apples to oranges, dude. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are on such a different level. To put Shaq... like no, That's what we're to, saying, Okay, though. I get this, but even Shaq at his worst was better than every single fucking center in the NBA. Yes. Yes, Could Shaq have been more... Uh, could Shaq have worked out more in the offseason? Of course.
2: Right, so we're sitting here. You just said that. Mm-hmm. He only has four championships. Oh, he was the best player in the NBA. Facts. The most dominant player facts. in the NBA... For let's just call it eight years. well nice and easy eight years. Eight, eight from, respectable from 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 ninety two. I was gonna say even ninety six. Like I'm 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 ninety two. He's breaking backboards down. But Michael Jordan's still in the league. Okay, so Michael Jordan still has the dominance there. My point is, from ninety six to two thousand and four, we'll just call it those years. He was by far the most dominant presence in the NBA. One-on-one, 2 one he could take everybody because he was so dominant. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get at is during the course of those eight years, uh, the majority of those were with the Lakers. Uh, and we only won three rings together. He won one more with D. Wade in Miami in 06. But the fact that Shaq only has four and Kobe has five kind of proves my point. What's your, what's your point though? Is that Kobe's work ethic and yeah, but, mentality paid okay, so off? so who else has Kobe's work ethic, Drew?
0: Like, really think about. But that,
2: that was the question.
0: Okay, but like
2: that's like saying uh, it's I, obviously I, not something that's you realistic. Can't compare, it's not. But it, it was the question that was proposed. Okay, okay. so so Kobe answered Kobe that. Kobe and Michael correctly. Jordan
0: are on such a different level, yeah. as far as competitiveness and work ethic. We get that. Okay. I don't think Kobe knows what it's like to be seven foot, 320 pounds, and be like, I don't want to go to the gym this summer. He My does feet not know need that. a fucking rest. Sure. My knees need a rest. Right. I'm banging. A hack of Shaq is real.
2: Yep. People I'm are going laying against all Arvita
0: Sabonis, Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, Rick Schmitz, as Drew likes to say. That's his name. It is what it is. Like Shaq took a lot of banging. Shaq, and as a lot of, NBA players like to do at the end of the year is shut it the fuck down. Totally. Now, to Kobe's credit and to Michael's credit and to Kevin Garnett's credit is some people don't take days off. Right. Some people are cut from a different clock. And that was the question. But I also feel that like Shaq put in a lot of work. His whole he did a lot of work his whole career.
2: Shaquille O'Neal is one of my favorite players. Period. Drew I, I And so I'm I'm going to He I'm, is mine too. I'm always going to defend him okay. because he still won four rings. You'll still He's take Kobe's still, side, though. He still was dominant. Mm-hmm. Because, no, because that's the question. Because, like, if you flipped it and you said, Kobe, what if you had Shaquille O'Neal's work ethic? Kobe probably wouldn't be a guy that we talk about being one of the greatest ever play, right? So, if you flipped it and you did that, then we're talking about a completely different person. So, if we're looking at it from this outward perspective, this this uh, hypothetical question, uh, I would and say. And that's
0: exactly what it is, though, Joe. Right. This is what he. This is what they wanted. They wanted the hypothetical yeah. question, and that's why Kobe said exactly what he and said. And Kobe took the bait. He, he took the bait. Yeah. But for us to think that Kobe and Shaq haven't already talked it out, which they have. Yeah. They are still that now. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. They look back when they were younger. Yeah, they would have done a lot of shit differently. Sure. I think. Shaq would have, if he really knew where Kobe was coming from, from at that point in his career. Yeah. And they could.
2: If either of them or both had more maturity. And could
0: have met halfway yes. on everything. Yes. I think it would have been totally different. I agree. We both agree on this. I, we would have we had, had
2: five, maybe six, seven, eight championships. Like it's real. It's a real thing that could have happened. Facts. Yeah.
0: Now go, and we're going to get back to this in a second. Honestly, when Kobe's saying Shaq could have been the goatish or goat, Like, dude, I think he's in the – I don't understand why we're not talking about Shaq. Honestly, I don't think – I understand why Shaq isn't in – just because he doesn't play this uh, perennial position of small forward and 6'6 or 6'8 scoring guard means that he can't be the GOAT. Like, honestly, if you put Shaq against Bill Russell, Shaq. If you put Shaq against Chamberlain – It'll be a work it'll be some work, but I'm taking take, Shaq. Taking Shaq. I'm taking Shaq over everybody. One on one. Shaq versus Kobe, Shaq. Shaq versus Michael, Shaq. Shaq is the most dominant player we have ever seen in our life. Yep. Now maybe an older cat would say Wilt Chamberlain, and mind you, we haven't seen him we've we seen didn't...
2: tape but it's just a different generation yeah so like if you if you put if you put will chamberlain and you jumped him forward to the nba game and have him at the same age and raised at he the same fit, level though. i think he would do great right uh but shaquille o'neal was bigger than him no he was wider than him he was stronger than him
0: there was, there was nothing
2: bigger than Shaq. right i've never in my
0: life and we're kind of seeing it with Giannis right now yeah. but Giannis yannis wasn't as big as shack no
2: Giannis is perfect for for this, this day and age, right? Mm-hmm. He's this four or five enigma that can just run through people at this point because he's built his body up. But the one thing that I always correlate this to is like when Shaq looks back at his career, I'm sure he doesn't have many regrets, if any. I'm sure one of them is probably not being able to work the shit out with Kobe. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure another might be. What if I, what if I really put my mind to it and said, fuck it, I'm going to be in the best shape I can possibly be for as long as I can possibly be in. And I think someone like Charles Barkley probably has that same regret, right? Charles would take it easy. You know, not not always was he the most dedicated in in cardio and and making sure that he was eating right.
0: He wasn't Carl Malone.
2: And 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 someone that I think we can relate to now is Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is bigger than most of these guys in the NBA. I'm he's still more, taking Shaq
0: over Joel he's Embiid. He's still
2: he's still very skilled. Right. Joel Embiid can shoot much better than Shaquille O'Neal right. could ever shoot. So, but it's the same kind of mentality. Dwight Howard is another one that I think about, right? So you look at these guys that have this kind of laissez faire attitude about. Being a professional athlete because they're just taking for granted the natural skills that they have and that they've been gifted. And I, and I, it's, it, me saying this is easy to undercut all the work that all of those guys have put in. Right. I don't want to try and undercut all of the, the, the countless hours that each of those players that I just mentioned put in in the gym because w- without a doubt, Shaq, Charles, Dwight, all those guys that I just said have put in significant time in the gym to make sure their footwork is good to make sure that they can be the player that they turned out to be and but all of them i think could have reached a higher peak of course that's what i'm getting at
0: and shaq was a student of the game he he, yeah he's he talked to bill russell he talked to george Mikan and and chamberlain like he picked their brains i think kareem kareem yeah yeah i mean kareem kareem do you think shaq would take kareem Yeah. Definitely me too.
2: Kareem was was pencil thin. Yeah. I mean, as he grew older, he he started to get a little bit bulkier, but he was very thin. Can we
0: agree on this, that there's no player in NBA history that Shaq in his prime, even Shaq towards the end of his prime. Let's take 2000 Shaq, 2002 Shaq.
2: Well, that's prime. Let's take
0: Miami Shaq. Yeah. Okay, which isn't prime. No, Miami Shaq's on the way down. On the way down. Let's take Miami Shaq. Sure. I don't think any of those dudes are holding him.
2: I agree. So... Which is why the whole, yes. the whole conversation makes sense to me. Okay. Because if we're talking about, you just named him as the maybe the most dominant player ever. We lost as a Lakers organization. We lost to the Detroit Pistons who had Ben Wallace as a center who's significantly smaller. Okay, Ben Wallace on his best day was 6'10". Right, and maybe 200 and something pounds.
0: But his heart was bigger than the fucking whole arena.
2: There it is. Okay. And his heart was bigger than Shaq's. Yes. In, in in Maybe just in that year. We'll just call it that year. But when something like that happens, where you have Shaquille O'Neal Kobe Bryant on the same team after winning three in a row, and we can't figure out how to get the ball to Shaq, or maybe Kobe needs to take more of the blame for that season as Shaq clap-backed with. He, the clap-back was this.
0: Okay, Kobe, we could have won 12. You would have passed, passed the ball to me against the Pistons, right? Right. And that, Which and that, he's
2: joking, but he's not. It's it's a sarcastic <gasps> and it's I think it's a great clapback right? because it's funny. It's exactly Shaq, mm-hmm. right? It's it's totally on brand with Shaquille O'Neal. He'll turn something like that, he'll make a joke, Facts. a little bit of a jab at Kobe, and it's great. It's it's everything we want as as fans. Uh but there's something to be said about that. We shouldn't have lost to the Detroit Pistons. Uh I think about all the years that Shaq never made it to the finals for whatever reason, like He's the most dominant player that we've ever seen, and yet, four championships. That's what I'm getting at. But
0: even saying four, like, what is the fucking bar, Drew? Is the bar six, ten? Like, four is more than a lot of people will ever see in their lives,
2: bro. What is the bar for the greatest player, the most dominant player ever? Right, Michael Jordan has six. Kobe Bryant has five. Bill Russell, Bill has Russell what? has eleven. Okay, you know uh, Magic Johnson has five. I get like, it, but, so that's the bar. But that's what I'm getting. But at.
0: okay, that's fine. But the intangibles have to be perfect. And Go, they after that third, after that third chip, you guys won. Shit was getting different. Dude. And Shaq, part and
2: of it was because Kobe hated Shaq's lack of caring, and and
0: Shaq hated Kobe's fucking alphaness, right? And being like, dude, you can't expect this from everybody. Kobe and Michael had the same kind of shit. Right. You either loved playing with Michael or you hated it. But what right. you did end up loving was winning, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I read a quote the other day. I don't know if it was from Ron, Ron Harper or it was BJ Armstrong or somebody. But it was like, no matter what, Michael Jordan never missed a practice. Right. Never missed a shoot around. Never missed a team meeting. Like, Michael was at everything, even mm-hmm. through all his bullshit. Okay, all his bullshit. Whether he's playing eighteen holes on the golf course, or gambling fucking up gambling all morning, night, right. fucking with bitches or doing whatever he's gotta yep. do. Michael was still there every day and competing every day. Exactly. I feel that I think we're on the same board as this. Is like Shaq felt that no matter what, he was like, gonna it dominate. didn't matter. He was like, gonna like you can bring Luke Longley or Patrick or David or fucking Michael Ola with Katie hold he, him. it doesn't matter. Right.
2: You're not gonna heart you're not gonna guard me. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think Kobe was right? Do you I, think if Shaq had Kobe's mentality? I think something like 12 rings is I, ridiculous. 12 is ridiculous. But but more Six, than yes. more than 4?
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. 6, yes. Right. But it also has to be with uh, in everything that we do, in friendships, in in re- in romantic relationships, in business, in everything you have to fucking meet halfway on everything. You have to uh, understand your partner and understand your uh, your significant other in the ultimate goal. Yeah. Right. Now, I feel that in the beginning, Kobe was like really happy to play with Shaq, just like I feel Ben Simmons was really happy to play with Embiid, mm. you know, and Jimmy Butler and like all this shit. And then in a couple years, I don't think it's going to be that way unless they meet halfway. Unless you're a guy like Dirk, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or a guy like uh, uh, Tim Duncan. Who knows their role and like is willing to give up and be humble? Yeah, like I don't think Shaq was ready to be humble, and I don't think Kobe was ready to be uh, Kobe's humble. Kobe's never been humble, right? And it's and and Shaq wasn't either. Nope. Right? And the most I think the sad one of the saddest things in NBA history is watching Shaq go from Phoenix to Boston. To it's like watching to
2: Cleveland. Yeah,
0: to Cleveland. And when you think about it, think about this, I was thinking about this today. Like Shaq played with Penny Hardaway, yep. who was. Kobe before Kobe. He played with uh with Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Yep. Play with Dwayne Wade in his prime. Yep. Play with uh, LeBron in his prime. Play with Paul Pierce almost in his prime. I think you he know, played with
2: Steve Nash Steve. In his prime. I,
0: I think Nash was in the trade for Dwight Howard or no? No. no
2: with they, Shaq? Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Was no, Nash no. still there? Nash was there. Okay, so, Na- yeah. so he,
0: he played with – but those teams that, you know, we didn't get the best version he of Shaq. He played with some of the greatest players yes. to ever play. Yes.
2: And and he never won a ring with, with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He never won a ring with Paul Pierce. He never won a ring Almost won a ring, won a ring, with,
0: a ring with Penny. Almost
2: close to, close with Penny,
0: but they weren't, they were on their bullshit and they were, they young. were young and, they, were and young. they didn't get it. Right. I definitely think that if this is what I'll say, I think that if Shaq knew how great, I think he knew how good Kobe was. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew how great Kobe was.
2: There was I no think, way to know.
0: I I mean, there has to be when you're spending all this time together and you're going to practice and you're seeing this young kid's dedication I think you can see it and maybe there might have been some resentment being like, "Well, fuck, how's this 20-year-old or 21-year-old got more pull on this team or like more clout on this do. team than I do?" Right. Now, I'm this physical presence. Oh, We're not winning three chips without me. Correct. Right? Now, if you remove Shaq from that situa that 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 situation, they're not winning. But then what happens is you remove Shaq and you get a older Kobe well, it took, learned, a, it took a
2: long time. It took time. some time. So Kobe, Kobe's span between championships right. was significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2003 all the way until 2009. Yeah. So that's six years yeah. of him trying his hardest to recover from the aftermath, the, the fallout of Shaq leaving. And it took Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom to get us there.
0: And it took Shaq winning one with D-Wade without
2: Kobe. Shaq got one imme- right. r- relatively immediately. Right. And two years later, he, right. got, he got one. So, it was a
0: big thing. Yeah. And I think that – and there was a lot of beef, guys. Let's let's not – we're not going to push down the beef on this. There was definitely animosity between Kobe and Shaq. several years. Several years. Yes. And this is what's great as we get older, Drew, because I think a lot of – we're seeing a lot of players deal with this now.
2: Perspective.
0: Perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Looking back at it. I think Mm -hmm. Kobe would have approached the shit – a different way with Shaq. Would he, yep. would Kobe have changed his work ethic? No, nope. but I think he would have changed his approach dealing with Shaq. Absolutely. You know, yep. kind of like how players are going to have to deal with uh, a Giannis and you're going to have to deal with a Jimmy Butler and you're going to have to deal with a fucking Joel Embiid. It's the Kyrie Irving syndrome. Yes. It's
2: Kyrie, yes. Kyrie, Preach. leaving. Kyrie leaving the perfect situation with LeBron James for no apparent reason mm-hmm. other than he just wants to leave. He just wants to be somewhere else. Kyrie's always going to regret that, and we're already seeing it. I mean, like, the fact that he He doesn't – Do you think he sees it? Not yet. No. He's going to as he he leaves, you know, as he ages and leaves. We're going to hear the stories about – Man, I wish I would have stayed with LeBron. Mm. I wish I would have ran it back one more time. And if that happens, maybe LeBron never comes to the Lakers. Maybe LeBron stays in Cleveland and tries to hand the keys off to the to the to the franchise to the young man Kyrie, who is very promising, very talented. But it's that same kind of arrogance uh, and same kind of immaturity that that led Kyrie to to demand a trade or to want to be traded or, or to leave LeBron's situation for no apparent reason. Because he wanted to shine. And that's exactly what Kobe did. And both Shaq.
0: players in that whole trade are on to- two totally different teams. Now we're looking at it. Who's playing at a vet minimum in Denver, right? Is that, uh, no, he's, no on, is that? Washington. he's on Washington, was Washington this year. Yeah. And then you got Kyrie in New Jersey, right? Like if you could take well, in,
2: <laughs> Brooklyn, or Brooklyn, sorry, it's <laughs> close New, it'll close always enough. be New it's Jersey. Close. It's close.
0: It'll always be New Jersey to me. I just think you should take something out of the Shaq and Kobe playbook. When you have something this special, you know, again, I go back to like my parents my parents have been married 45 years. Beautiful. All right. It's a beautiful thing. My, my, my father still leaves love notes for my mom every single morning. You know, uh, my mom, my mom was my dad's first love. The first thing he told me, like when I went through some things with a girl that I was really into sure. and like, he told me, "Say, said, man, you got to meet halfway on everything, mm-hmm. on everything. You got to see the other person's point of view. And if, if Shaq would have gone to Kobe, I'm not I'm not saying this is a love story, but it kind of is. If you're trying to build something so great, if you, you want
2: to be, win. You become brothers. That's what
0: happens. And 12 chips is way too much a, to talk about. It's an exaggeration. About. Six, seven, eight, yeah. If, Definitely. If, if Shaq was on Kobe's level and he bought into that system, mm-hmm. if Shaq was willing to be humble and be like, all right, Kobe, I'm going to let this be your team, but right. I'm still going to get 30 and 15. Right. Or 28 and 15. Right. You know, and you're going to share the glory with just, me.
2: Yeah, just stop shooting thirty times. Cool, a game. and
0: if maybe Kobe would be like, okay,
2: let me shoot twenty two times a game, right? And that should be enough. But I'm
0: going to give you your buckets yeah. too, Diesel.
2: Well, so the one thing, the one piece about their time together that's that's always going to be intricately tied into this is Phil Jackson, because without Phil, we don't get three. Because without Phil, Kobe and Shaq would have would have punched each other and had fights way before all this like media coverage and you know oh, who's on whose side and Phil and
0: was the peacemaker in the NBA.
2: He was amazing He's, at this.
0: He knew how to take different pieces. Managing egos. He brought Rodman, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman did not like each other right. at all. Michael Jordan did not like Dennis Rodman. He respected Dennis Rodman. Just he, like He grew to respect he him. He grew to respect him because he knew how hard he played. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he also
2: knew his role. Dennis wasn't out there shooting 20 times 100, a game. That's
0: yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I remember the story I'm, uh, in the story uh, that, that's the book that I'm looking at right now, The Jordan Rules. It was like it was a house party, a team party at, I don't know if it was Phil's house or Mike's house. And Phil's just like, I'm bringing in Rodman and Rodman's here. He's here and, right now. Yeah, he's here. He's going to be <laughs> on the team, and you guys are going to get grow to love each other, you know? And I don't think any of them loved each other, but they all knew their fucking roles, you know? They all knew their roles. And Absolutely. And I, I just feel that, like, looking back at it, even to this day, that we're in 2020, I've never seen a player like Shaq. I've seen a few Kobe's. Kobe's great. Yeah. I, we've seen a few yeah. people like Kobe, yeah. but we have never seen a Shaq. No. and you, I, You're I, with me on I, that? I, I 100% agree. Okay. And
2: it's one of the greatest what-ifs in NBA history. What if they were able to work it out, right? What if they were able to figure this shit out, meet halfway like you're saying, mm-hmm. what would have happened, right. right? So, of course, there's always going to be debate. Of course, there's always going to be conversation because they were the most... I still, I still to this day think that the, the the they're the best dynamic duo that's ever played together, as far as career and overall like greatest players to Shaq ever play together. Shaq and Kobe together. will go against any duo ever. I'm taking them, dude. I'm taking them over. Amari, any-
0: Steve Nash, please. Jordan Pippen? nope. Kemp, Payton, nope. Stockton, Malone, nope. No, none. Not even Zero. close.
2: Not even close.
0: Caruso and McGee.
2: Well, that's close. <laughs> Hold on a second. hold on a second (laughs) we have someone in the rear caruso Uh, and mcgee though caruso caruso and mcgee (laughs) now that's a pick and roll
0: hey let's let's just put it this is what's great about i love being older and seeing older nba players talk i love listening to charles barkley i love listening to kenny smith i love listening to mark jackson and all these guys yeah And, and the only like the only steady one is Shaq. There is nobody that could say I fucking I, I held Shaq. <laughs> Shaq murdered everybody. It doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> it really doesn't matter who you were or
2: what age you played. Shaq he, dunked on you. He dunked on you, and he, he you you weren't big enough. No, nope. okay. Yep, it's very true. Oh, and, and- H- maybe Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon's the only one that got the better of Shaq. And that was Shaq at a very young age. And
0: you know what's crazy? I brought this up on a pod a long time ago, but I remember it was like 94, and Taco Bell put together this huge thing where it was like it was going to be pay-per-view, Akeem versus Shaq, and it was going to be a one-on-one oh, thing. You probably don't remember that. I don't remember that. I have the newspaper, bro. I can break it out. It was a big thing. Yeah. And I don't know if it was Shaq that pulled out or Akeem that pulled probably, out. Because probably
2: Shaq. I don't I don't think so. No? I mean, I don't know, bro. It's a lose-lose situation. I, I just...
0: I th- I think Shaq will if Shaq was on our couch right now, yeah. I think he would tell you the only dude that can give him buckets would probably be Akeem. You feel me? Yeah. I think I think he, he had a vendetta against Robinson. He owned Patrick Ewing. Schmitz Schmitz had no Not no close. business. Arvidus late Arvidas, I think early Arvidas might have had you know, giving Shaq some problems definitely, but
2: I think the only one they would give him problems, and then and then you you have to go back to Christian Laettner in yeah. in in college oh, in college, yeah. Christian Laettner owned Shaquille O'Neal at LSU.
0: Not a Christian Laettner, not a lot in morning.
2: But what what you don't realize is that Shaquille O'Neal was so young, mm-hmm. right? So when that happens, Shaq, Shaq's like nineteen. Uh, Laettner's a senior and the best player on the planet in college, yeah. and so outside of those two players. I don't think anybody's really gotten the better of Shaq unless you want to talk about that one season with with Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace trying to give him yeah, as much Yeah, but that as they w- could. I,
0: I think that was more of the fact that the Lakers were in turmoil. They didn't know who was the boss. Uh everybody wanted to be alpha. And you and also then, had
2: two other alphas in Gary Payton and Karl Malone. And Karl Malone who fucking who are, shit up.
0: Who had always been alphas their whole career and now they're like Gary's coming off the bench. You know, Carl's uh, fucking with Kobe's wife, like saying some bullshit. There was a lot of turmoil when you have the Pistons, who I think is your quintessential, like everybody knew their role from one to eight. You know what I'm saying? Lindsey Hunter, Mm. Chauncey, Rip, Rashid, who was the best pickup they ever picked up. They played team basketball and they owned the Lakers. They did. That they we, owned them.
2: Yeah, for that for that series. They did. We we couldn't figure it out.
0: And was that that was the end of the Los Angeles Lakers. That was Lakers. the last year that
2: Shaq and Kobe played together. That was it. That was it, right? And there. then
0: Shaq goes to Miami. Or, or Kobe goes to front office saying, I don't want this I don't want well, this. Well,
2: how it all broke down is is real interesting. Um I think I honestly think the ultimatum was given by Shaq, not by Kobe. Mm. Um, because I think Kobe Kobe definitely wanted Shaq gone because he wanted he wanted Kobe it to was be, gonna be a clipper Kobe Drew. wanted it to be his team, right? He wanted his own team. So the ultimatum I think was brought on by Shaquille and uh or whoever it was brought on by, the Lakers made their decision. And they went with the younger option. And they honestly, you know, if, it was a smart choice. Yeah. I, if you have to pick one it was one it was literally one of the saddest days of my life seeing Shaq leave because he was my favorite. I like I liked him even more than I like Kobe. I love Kobe Bryant. Literally, my favorite player ever is Kobe Bryant. But I, at that time, I was I was all on on board with Shaq, bro. He was the best. He was hilarious. He was he was cool. He was dancing. He was in movies. He was rapping. He was all that shit. And Kobe tried to dabble in all that, and he wasn't nearly as good because Shaq is a very unique individual. We talked about this for like thirty minutes. Do you believe that?
0: Well, I don't care. We I should. I love it.
2: I love that we're talking about this because this it, brings back the glory
0: days. Yeah, but the me. fact that you're saying that, like, I think Kobe wanted to be Shaq in the media's eyes a little bit. Like Kobe wanted to be the rapper. Yeah. Kobe then got tattoos. You remember when he got yep. his tattoos? He was in music like videos. Got the earring. Yep. dating Tyra Banks. Like I'm gonna go back to stories that I know just from Lorenzo because Lorenzo and Kobe came out the same year. Like uh, Lorenzo was telling me stories. Like Kobe was so young that like they couldn't go out to the club or do anything. No. Kobe wanted to put himself in a bubble he'd sit in his hotel room and write raps and like yep. he couldn't do anything else and he was a child you know and then like you're seeing this super flamboyant like out of this world character which was Shaq since day one Shaq has never changed he's am amazing I right we're seeing a change in Kobe throughout his years like Kobe is now in his older in his older older being he's fucking 38 no but he he's, has he's children 40, now. 40. 41 he's almost
2: got, he just had a birthday so he's probably 41
0: got children now he's looking back and like you're seeing because now we're in this 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 uh era of the nba where everybody's changing teams and going to be a with lot the different right, than when they, they were there yeah. it is because i i really feel that like and when you have a guy like phil jackson that can't mend it and can't nobody put the can. bandage on it nobody can right. And that's when Phil was at his best. And we're all seeing now that, like, Phil doesn't really have that fucking
2: shit anymore because well, he doesn't understand the players anymore. And also, the players don't know him. Like, right. like they don't respect him for no. what he's just an old white guy now. How are you going
0: to talk? Like, dude, what does Colin Sexton know about Michael Jordan? Seriously, besides, like. He knows that he was great. He was great. Six rings. Right. He but he wasn't, you know, wasn't really
2: paying attention for nah, for all those. wasn't alive for most of right? those, right?
0: And do you know how how long it took Scottie Pippen to be fucking Scottie Pippen? Right. You know what I mean? And building, I was watching. I rewatched today. I was rewatching 90, 1996 Clipper game against uh uh Chicago at the pond, which I was a ball boy at, and I was just rewatching it. I'm looking at the starting five on the Bulls. Right. Uh. It was Dickie Simpkins, fucking Luke Longley. Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen, and I'm like, really? If you think about those five, I'm like, that's not a not that bad. N- well, no, it's not that bad, but it's, it's also not, not that good. Nah, like you have an old Ron Harper, Scottie Pippen, and J- MJ. Cool, I'm right. with that.
2: But Longley, you know, right? But they won it's 70 like a games. Stand-in. Right? Yeah. No, for real, <laughs> won 70 they games. Did.
0: It's because the right personnel was there. Right. And I I keep referring back to the Clippers now, like. And I'm not saying there's any Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen, but actually, kind of, we have, we might have a comparison. You have,
2: you have something there with them, right? For sure.
0: But it's bringing in the right people. Anyways, long story short, uh, I think we both agree. Long story
2: long. Well, I think this is this is what people are talking
0: about. <laughs> yeah, Drew. man. And I think we both agree on this. Like, if you don't agree that Shaq is the, mo- if you can name a more dominant player than Shaquille O'Neal. You fucking hit us up.
2: Send me a DM. So my when I when I think about this, like people are gonna refer to Kareem Abdul Jabbar, mm-hmm. they're gonna refer to Bill Russell, they're gonna refer to Oscar Robertson because those three guys were able to dominate without even really dominating the same way that Shaq did. What we're trying to say is the parameters with which Shaq nobody could hold this man.
0: Could Oscar okay, could Oscar Robertson play in today's game? Yes, Absolutely. 100 100% and have, did we get to see him live? No. no. We know the numbers, we know the stories. We got to see him yeah. some replays. Yes, yeah. he would be great. Would he be better than Steph Curry? Would he be better than prime Derrick Rose?
2: He would not would be better be, than Shaquille O'Neal. I'll tell you that much. He would not be better than Shaquille O'Neal. You're,
0: right. You're exactly. 100% right. right. Kareem, yeah, he might get him on the sky hook a c- couple times. Sorry.
2: Young Shaq's getting that shit out of there. Uh, it's it's ghost. He's fucking swatting that in the third row. The
0: only comparable argument would be Young Wilt in young Shaq, that would be, but like it was Bill Russell, Wilt, right? You know that was that was the uh,
2: the one the, the that was the one. bar that was the one on one, right? Yeah.
0: Now could Shaq be in that conversation with both of them a hundred percent? Absolutely. So and I think we, he dominates both. Are we both in agreement then that Shaq is the most dominant? player ever to play dominant
2: singular force in the nba history absolutely 100 percent. and if you
0: disagree with us please let me know yeah and if you're 22 and you're gonna (laughs) hit me with some fucking bill russell shit hot you know what i mean yeah do your research and holler at me
2: please 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 watch some tape watch your tape bill russell 611 right if you come at
0: me and you say fucking prime amari stoudemire will murder shack get the fuck out (laughs) of here okay we're that's, not going to talk about that, but there stuff. is other news,
2: right? There is get off other of this? news. There is other news. We have to talk about something else. Well,
0: it's it's not huge news, okay? but Boogie Boogie got married this weekend.
2: Boogie's still staying in the news. Still he, staying he relevant. his is, man. Tor- Terrace's ACL one week gets married the next. Two weeks. Um, and, and I'm happy yeah. yeah. Congratulations to Marcus. I uh, wish you and your new betrothed the best of luck. What was that, Drew? Be- betrothed.
0: Is that is that a... What does that mean? Uh
2: it's it's the newlywed. It's, it's it's A betrothed. Betrothed is I feel like betrothed is uh it you know so actually never heard this. The first time I ever heard this word was in The Lion King the animation because that's what Zazu said about Simba and Nala. He Please? goes you guys are uh betrothed. Affianced. <laughs> never. Heard that. Yeah. Um that so is it, great, that's Drew. that's more about the the precursor to marriage. So they're 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 going to get married but you know, congratulations regardless. So to, Boogie to gets
0: married this weekend. Yeah. And then TMZ breaks a story yesterday where Boogie wanted his son there. His firstborn from his baby mama wanted his son there. And uh, his baby mama wouldn't let that happen. Kind of fucked up. It was really fucked up. And uh, Boogie was not happy about it and said, <laughs> I'm going to put a fucking bullet in your head. He
2: said something he shouldn't have said. He
0: shouldn't have said that. Yes, sir. But I'm looking at it from a point where it's like this woman was recording him for a reason. And if you listen to the recording, Boogie begged her, can he please come to my wedding? He asked nicely. He said, Can he please be at my wedding? And she was just taunting him. Egging waiting. Him. Waiting. But it's like that dude that's like got the the I have my index finger pointed and he's just plucking at poking. your above your forehead. Just it's like just poking. boom. Right. And she just is she recorded him said. Waiting no. for him to snap. Yep. And he snapped. Yep. And Boogie's getting a lot of flack right now.
2: And well, we both agree that that he shouldn't be saying that sh- that type of shit. We all say
0: we all say dumb shit when we're <laughs> upset, Drew. Yes, we, we all do. know this. Yes, okay, we do. did and, he?
2: And and the excuse, there is no excuse for him saying something like that. But if we're looking at it from from what we're talking about, his his son, it's his child. He wants him to be at his wedding, at his
0: stepmom's wedding. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, and it's, present. it's his wedding. You know, right. like why wouldn't you want your son to be there? and for her to try and play some foolish shit and, and egg him on and make him, you know, really upset just so she, cause can I some- see it.
0: I'm seeing it from his baby mama's standpoint where it's like, she's just talking nothing but shit about Boogie. Oh, he's going to marry another woman. He doesn't give a fuck about you. You know, you don't want to go to his wedding. He doesn't want to go to your wedding. Um, and it really, it, it upset me. And I feel bad for Boogie just for the simple fact that this man, the past two and a half seasons gone through a lot of shit, dude. <laughs> he went from being the $150 million man To five, yeah, or to being out of the NBA, to be in the five, to maybe win in the chip, to not win in the chip, to
2: torn quad. Yeah, it's the whole his journey. The last, like you're saying, last three years has been about as tough Mm -hmm. as I've ever seen an NBA player physically have to go through it. And then for something like this to happen, you know, it's a beautiful, joyous day that that is shrouded already by the fact that he tore his ACL. And is not going to be able to play. I'm sure they were already planning that wedding, regardless before of that. that, right? Right. And he tears his ACL like a week before he's supposed to get married. That's fucked up. Like that's not great. And you got to think mentally. He's not in a great place. Uh, he's already trying to be happy, try to be joyous in this moment. That's that's supposed to be celebrated and very exciting. And then you get something like this—you know—kind of sprung up on you, where you're only—I you, think it's his only son—that uh, wouldn't be able to make it to the to the wedding. I mean, that's a that's a messed up thing. Not
0: that he wouldn't be able to make it; he wasn't allowed to wasn't go. Wasn't allowed to go. And so, yeah, as a as a dad, when you—not a professional athlete—as a dad in that position. Like yeah, I would be upset. I'm on Boogie's side on this. I wouldn't have said those things. No. But I understand where he's coming from with this.
2: The anger we can appreciate. Yes,
0: and this kind of leads into the next thing I want to say okay. because you know, uh we posted something this week with Delonte West. Mhm. I posted a picture of Delonte, a picture of Delonte West what in what looks to be like an alley. He looks very skinny, looks very frail, he's smoking a blunt, got a backpack on. Some dirty chucks. um, And I posted the picture about him against a picture of him playing on the calves. And I said that this is the reason I'm glad I got to see this picture because seeing Delonte at his worst is the reason why Adam silver and the NBA have taken this huge leap into really acknowledging the fact that there is mental health issues within sports and within hu- humans in general. Right. But within sports, we deal they deal with a lot of shit mm-hmm. that and, we don't know about.
2: And it's, not a, it, it, it's important for those things not to be pushed down any longer. Right. They need to be acknowledged, like you're saying.
0: And Delonte's was kind of pushed aside because there wasn't really an outlet for him. I mean, I'm sure there were doctors that could have helped him, but he didn't realize that he
2: needed the help. Delonte West is a schizophrenic mm-hmm. for those that don't. Uh, realize or that have not known this he's diagnosed schizophrenic and part of the reason why he fell out of the NBA so fast is because he wasn't able to handle uh, his mental health problems with in coordination with any any NBA doctors I don't specifically I don't know how many doctors through the NBA through the Cavs through whatever NBA organization reached out to him I'm sure they did I'm sure they may have tried to work with him but even if they did or didn't it's something that he wasn't prepared to take on by himself. And now, you know, that photo was, was, uh, wasn't was necessarily the most recent photo of Delante. Hopefully, he's gotten on medication. Hopefully, he's doing much better. But at that time, it's it's an exact reflection of why what you're saying makes sense. It's an exact reflection of why Adam Silver is starting to, you know, make sure that all these guys are to being taken care of not only physically but mentally.
0: And I got a lot of a flack for that. I had one dude that hit me up and was really upset with me. He's like, you don't know anything about Delonte. He's perfectly fine now. Like Things have changed, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, read the caption in what I said. Mm-hmm. I didn't say this was taken today. What I said is this picture of Delonte West at his worst mm. and at his best is the reason why I'm proud of Adam Silver in the NBA yeah. for taking this initiative. If And I told this dude, I said, look, bro, he was caught on a Harley Davidson with two Glocks and an AK in his or a shotgun in a guitar case. Yeah, okay, exactly. There was issues. We just watched and we just talked about Sebastian Telfair with Shea Cotton two weeks ago about him with his gun charges. Like these dudes weren't thinking right. I think I think Delonte was on a different level though. He yeah. really had issues stemming yeah. from something way back when. And I I feel that like if it was nipped in the bud when it had to have been, like when it's at the forefront now. Yeah. That things would have been different.
2: There's no cure for schizophrenia, right? So this is something that there's medications for, there's therapy, uh, there's there's doctors that are that are certified and licensed to help people in this scenario. But there isn't a pill that goes, here's, take this, and you're no longer right. schizophrenic. Now, granted, there are pills that help people manage that, but it's something he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his life. So uh, having more support and more forthcoming nature about the NBA or with within the NBA about things like this would only have been more helpful to Delonte. Maybe would have it, it allowed him to uh, extend his career beyond that. Maybe would have allowed him to transition out of the NBA a lot nicer than he did because he was absolutely homeless, homeless man running around the streets was. for a while. There's pictures that documenting this wasn't, this was nothing
0: Photoshop, drew right? This really was a thing.
2: You know? And we both hope that he is doing well. I hope he is. We're not wishing ill on anybody over here. We we're just Can you imagine right. being
0: legitimate schizophrenic and then get twenty million dollars and then think what? about how fucking crazy you're gonna be? Like he just needed the help. My the post that we did was just for the simple fact that some people need this help. Thank God for Kevin Love and Royce White and Damar DeRozan coming out and saying that this is a real fucking issue mm-hmm. and this is going to be addressed same way concussions are being addressed in the NFL, right? We're going through this with a B in this helmet for whatever reason, if he doesn't want to be in and we're not a NFL, you know, broadcast or whatever, but like whether he wants to be in training camp or not, like he wants his helmet. He's also trying to protect his brain. Yes. And he feels more comfortable with the helmet. So like ride him off.
2: That, that, that actually is interesting because the NFL is trying to protect his brain and he's trying to protect. his brain. So it's it's a weird thing that's happening over something good. They both want to be protected, and he wants the comfortability that he knows and the security that he knows that he's played with his whole career, and they want to be like, well, actually, that helmet wasn't as good as the helmets we have now. This one will provide yeah, so how you don't more you just, protection.
0: Again, how don't you just meet halfway on it? And be like, look, if you sign off and you want to wear get, this,
2: it's gonna get resolved. It will. It's gonna get resolved. It They'll will. figure it out. They're they're gonna they're gonna make it happen. Um and and the bottom line is, is they're all they're both striving for the same goal. Right. Which is for him to be safe. Right. Right. And so as long as as professional leagues around the world, especially here in the United States, are being progressive about this in protection and safety, that's a good conversation to have. Even though it's kind of uh trivial at this point, it seems kind of stupid that Anthony, or excuse me, Anthony. Uh, I almost called him Anthony Davis, okay. A.D. But his name is A.B. And Antonio Brown is is quarreling over a helmet. It's like, oh, dude, you're you're so rich. Like, just put on a helmet and go play football. It's not, the, it's it's not, not that easy. It's not that easy, right. man. But it it is a good conversation. Just because like they it's told Delonte. Safety.
0: Just like they told Delonte. Well, okay, you're schizophrenic, but you make this much money, so you should be happy. That's you should not be the able case. to
2: afford uh to to figure it out some
0: people don't want the help dude and, right. so, and some people and this is what i hope the nba some people don't need, they, some people don't know that they need the help. you need dude. to mandate it and be like look dude this is what's going to happen and if your coach says he feels like you're not mentally ready to play like then you need to go see a doctor and that's what's going to happen so we hope the best for delante west we do he's part of the nba brotherhood you are a veteran you know what i mean you put you put in your work he did. He did, and we just want to see the best for him. And I think a lot more... And, least... for,
2: and for everyone else that might be dealing with this shit yeah. that we don't know about yet, right? right?
0: Lamar Odom had one. Boom. Keith Kloss had one. I can get people on this show right now that will tell you, fucking, there was issues, dude. And money does not solve everything, people. It doesn't. Money does not solve everything. You gotta love yourself. More money, more problems. A- agreed, and trust the people that actually care about you. If somebody, If Drew came to me and said, Clips... You got an issue right now. I want you to address it. I would hopefully take his words and run with it. Yeah. So that's enough on that.
2: There was one other thing that we wanted to talk about yeah. before we're wrapping it up here. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Lin. Oh, he went. On a, on a, positive, Funny. On a positive note. Funny.
0: Funny how that goes, Drew.
2: He is now a Beijing duck.
0: Didn't we say he should go to Beijing? Which is
2: Which is hilarious. Like every time we talk about the Beijing ducks. It sounds like something I should order at Panda Express. I want the duck. Can I get the Beijing duck? Uh, barbecue sauce. I'll do some orange Honey. chicken mm. and uh, yeah, some fried rice. And, uh, and yes. that'll 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 be what I I'll go take with. That it's it's hilarious mm-hmm. that they're the Beijing ducks. Uh, but congratulations, Jeremy we Lin. We said he get the we said he get the deal. He's about to make so much money Three over mil. there. No, no, no. But that's that's his contract. Yeah, he's about to make a ridiculous yeah. amount of money in endorsement deals. And, and all the different He's going to be like, why the fuck do.
0: did I do this four years ago? No
2: shit. But he has a ring. He does. P- put a fucking smile on your face. Ball out this season. Yeah, ball. And then, dude, if you're dropping 32 points a game in the Chinese league, guess who's going to take a look at you? Somebody. Uh, about 20 teams in the NBA. Yep.
0: Okay? Come January, yeah, maybe. Yeah, man. Come January, Injury maybe.
2: season, baby.
0: I got something else to say, though. Okay. Shout out to you, Jeremy Lane. Good job. Yeah. Thanks for doing exactly what Clips and Drew <laughs> told you to do.
2: Excellent work.
0: The excellent work. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, big three championship yes. this weekend. Yes. We're going to be in the building. Uh-huh. We're going to be in the building. Shout Staples out to da- Dash Center? Radio, Nothing But Net Channel. They're sending us. We're going to go. We're going to document it. Uh, ISO Joe versus Steven Jackson. It's a big one. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be there. We're going to document it. I hope you guys are all paying Shout attention. Shout out to Frank Nitty. Frank Nitty, Drew League, fucking All-Star. We're going to see you. It's a big deal. But to, go, to piggyback off that, it was reported today, like mm-hmm. uh, we have said on the show, there are four players looking for deals right now. Jamal Crawford, Joe Johnson, uh Joaquin Noah is looking for a deal. And I forgot the fourth.
2: Well, there's probably more than four. No,
0: but four, like I'm talking four four like real dudes. Yeah. That can actually contribute to a team. Joe Johnson. Kenneth Fareed. Fareed, your favorite player.
2: My guy. <laughs> He'll find a landing place. Drew's fucking Beijing's fucking calling him. <laughs> Beijing, the Beijing. Jeremy Ducks. Lin
0: and Fareed, Fareed the Beijing
2: Ducks. The Beijing that's Ducks. <laughs> Lin Sanity and the Manimal.
0: Hey, it was it was said today that Joe Johnson's gonna take a meeting with the Clippers. And let me tell you, bro. And a lot of other teams. It, that's okay. Yeah. If Joe Johnson we got money to pay him. If Joe Johnson wants to come off the bench for us, I will take Joe Johnson in a heartbeat.
2: I heard Sixers, Bucks, mm. uh, Damn. Clippers, um, there, there was about five teams that are – New Orleans, okay. Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, There was about five or six teams that were really – I think he's just going to go to the highest bidder.
0: Honestly, well, he doesn't give a fuck.
2: Uh, yeah. I, oh, but I also think he probably wants to play, yeah, right? So, like, if he goes somewhere, he probably wants to get out there. He's not going to be the Jeremy Lin on a Toronto nah, Raptors we got,
0: we got about 15 minutes for you, Joe. The Who Clippers? can't
2: use a guy like him? Nope. You know, auxiliary guy, having your sixth, seventh, eighth man on the bench – he come in with your second unit, and he's going to get buckets, bro. Think if, you,
0: think if you got Lou Will, Trez, and Joe Johnson coming off the bench. That's all I'm saying, dude. So I mean, you obviously have your eye I, on him. I've wanted him. I've told you this <laughs> on the show. I want him. He so knows his role.
2: He'll be performing on the big stage this yeah. weekend and on we'll Sunday. There. We'll be there. And we're going to see how he does it. I have a feeling that he's going to win that goddamn game. You got it? Are you take an ISO, Joe? I have a feeling that he's going to not be stopped.
0: I'm kind of with you on that. I'm yeah. kind of with you Shout on that.
2: Shout out to Steven Jackson, but... He's another guy right yeah. now. You know, Joe Johnson's still in his still in his uh, in his younger days. He's he looks younger than great. I think. He's younger than Jax. Could be. Yeah, but shout out to you, Joe. Uh, good luck in, in all the endeavors, and um, you know, I'm I'm sure he's going to find a place in the NBA. Oh, he's
0: going to find a place. He's got at least a one year deal on the contract. Uh, October 22nd, opening night. We're doing a we're doing a party. We're going to give you the logistics soon. We're also doing a a little shindig with antidote fresh yes and b-ball junkies and some other cats that want to join us it's going to be a really good thing really good thing right before the the tip off of the season 19th i
2: think the 19th is the deal that's what i are gonna
0: let you know the venue very soon
2: we gotta we gotta we gotta iron these details it's gonna
0: be so much fun uh you guys have been lacking though when you listen to the show screenshot let us see that you're listening
2: i know it's not the nba season no but we still want the engagement they're still listening we're still delivering you content yes let's keep it rolling
0: yes screenshot do what you got to do uh rate review subscribe i'm clips 555 he is at drew the right thing Uh huh. if you feel like drew needs to know know something hashtag me drew
2: yeah <laughs> I, I responded that, to me that's drew, my hashtag. new thing
0: hashtag me drew yep uh but i you know what it was brought i had a party this weekend drew with my girl london <laughs> Irwin. yeah i told her i'd shout her out on the pod london on the track london this is london on the track she's <laughs> like you got to play la la land cali okay that's gonna be our takeout jam all right it's california bros california love yeah so follow through with clips and drew and drew we're ghosts
1: big three. Oh shit you live in the canyon how big is your mansion yeah. fresh out of school now you working and focus on fashion pretty girl and you let go got time but you got goals hey baby waste your time with me in california Hey, baby, waste your time with me in California. La, 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 yeah, I'm better at a one-oh. La, 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 now we at the same house party. La, 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 if you want to waste time, baby, waste your time with me in California. Hey, baby, waste your time with me in California. I heard that's expensive Damn, and you famous on Insta Your pics is a blessing I think you could be a centiphone No need for the money, though Hey, baby, waste your time with me California California, N I G G A. Fuck with me, girl, I look like bass. My grass is greener,
2: girl. What I know, snakes. Nice. The mother niggas full of games, girl, this not no prank. Just bugger with your man, it's the right time. We throwing money at a
1: stripper, it's the right vibe. I come alive at nighttime. She said all she really wanna do is fuck. I said, likewise, I like it on top, that's a line You like it in your mouth like blanco. I run the city, come fuck with a problem I won't tune up the codes of your iPhone Straight player Your friend said don't fuck with me, straight hater Wasting time in Cali, ain't really wasting time Cause you meet a ball player, that's a come up right? yeah. la 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 la, la.